Well, hello, and welcome to the Word of Life Ministry Podcast. Our church is located at 1600 Conley Road in Conley, Georgia. Today's message is from our Wednesday night Bible study. We hope that this message blesses you as much as it did our congregation. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy the Word of God. Amen. That introduction was so awesome. I had to just stop and just exhale for a minute. Um, You're such a wonderful and sweet person, but thank you so much, Elder Hopkins, for that introduction. And I just thank God. I thank God for this night. I know that tonight is going to be a wonderful night in the Lord. Amen. Amen. So I am ready. I am excited. And I come with expectancy. I am expecting the Lord to do something for us on tonight, each and every one of us collectively, not just me, but all of us. God is just working his power in us and through us right now. So I just thank God, and I hope that you all would just sit back. Uh, You don't have to run up and down the house on tonight, but I pray that you just take your shoes off wherever you are and just sit back and relax and and just see what God is saying and just receive the word of God. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. My scripture is coming out of the book of Mark on tonight, and I'm coming out of Mark chapter 16 and verse number 15. Amen. And the scripture reads, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Once again, he said to them, Go ye all into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Amen? Amen. Amen. May we pray. Amen. Father God, I come to you tonight, Lord, as humbly as I know how. Father, I thank you for this night. I thank you for this time. I thank you for this opportunity. Lord, you are good and you are worthy to be praised. I come tonight, Father God, I come confessing all my failures. I come to confess that I'm here to serve you. I am your servant. Tonight, Lord God, I ask that you would just have your way in me, Lord God. Use me. Use me tonight for your glory, Father God. May you be glorified. Father God, continue to watch over us, protect us. I ask that you speak for me on tonight. Lord, let it be all of you and none of me. And I come tonight, Satan, I put you on notice. Because the word of God will go forth on tonight, and no weapons that are formed shall prosper. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for this this night. First of all, I give honor to God. I give God honor to God the Father. I give honor to the Son and the Holy Spirit. I give honor to my pastors on tonight. I thank God for the both of them, the two of them. I give honor to our senior pastor, Elder Dr. Shelley D. Boone II. I ask God to continue to bless and strengthen his man of God. 
as well as his beautiful wife, Elder Dr. Jacqueline M. Boone, a true woman of God. I would like to thank everyone that has come out tonight to hear what it is that the Lord has to say. I give honor to our elders, our ministers, our evangelists. I don't want to forget about our deacons, our musicians. And then I want to give honor to the Word of Life. I want to say to each and every one of Word of Life family members and to not just our Word of Life family, but to those visitors. And, and we have some very special friends that come back and that worship with us week after week after week. And we are so grateful to you all. And Last of all, I want to give honor to my husband for just being here and just always supporting me and pushing me. And I just want to say to God, be the glory. Amen? Amen. So tonight I come to talk to you all. My assignment tonight is to talk to you about preaching. Um, Our word of the month is preach. And a lot of you all that don't know, every month we have um, a word of life. We have a thing that we do every month. And this month it is uh, preach. Amen. I have a question that I want to ask, and I know that we're all muted right now. But my question is, why is it so important that the word must be preached? That's a very important question. Why is it important that the word must be preached? First of all, we find that the reason why so much emphasis was put on the word of God, even in the in the even in the beginning, the beginning of time, God referenced the word even as He was uh, creating the heavens and the earth, he referenced the word. And so much emphasis was put on the word of God. And the reason why it is, because it is leading us to his commandment on preaching the words and proclaiming or announcing the gospel on today's contemporary issues that we have to face. Or... If we're not facing them now, we may be facing them somewhere in the near future. And this book, the word, preaching the word, is what strengthens us and that gets us through all these trials and the tribulations that we have to go through. And not only does it strengthen us and give us confidence and give us that peace that we need, but the word also. It, it teaches us and um, convicts us as to the way we might respond if we don't get the answer that we're looking for, we are we are seeking from God. So God, He one thing about God, He knows us all. He knows us, and 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 so sometimes when uh, we don't get the answer that we want from God. A lot of times, you know, we're not nice about the situation. We want to get mad. We want to get angry, whatever. So this is the reason why it is so important that we preach the word 
so that we can know what the word says about life. How are we supposed to act? How are we supposed to respond to crisis and things when they don't go the way that we want them to go? Just simply putting it, preaching is the word being delivered through the language of everyday life experience to the congregants, members, that's us. That's us. We are the congregation members. We, and just to put it really simple, the church folks. Amen? The only way for us to reach those that are spiritually blind, those that are the ones that are walking around with the blinders over their eyes, they don't know where they're going, what direction they're headed in. These are the people that are spiritually blind. The only way to capture the dead, those that are dead spiritually, they have no motivation for God. They, they, there's no motivation for the word, what the word says. There's no motivation to get up and go to church. This is the reason why we are preaching the word of God, so that we, the dead, is through the divine word, we can awake the dead through the divine word of the almighty God. Amen. But those that are not willing, we put them in God's hand. We just have to take those that we give the word to, and they are not willing to accept what we've given them or or we've told them. We have to just give them back over to God. Just as we give our children to God, we, um, we dedicate when our children are born we have to dedicate them back to God because he's the one that gave them to us and we have to give them back to God. So the same is with the people where we try to, to, to deliver the word to them, to try to rescue them. If they are not willing, then we just give them back to God. Some don't want to hear. Sometimes we try to talk to people they don't want to hear. A lot of times, uh, people are moved out of our lives. They move as far away as possible uh, from us because they don't want to hear what it is that we are having to say. And for, uh, you know, and, and now that I say that, I, I think about my niece. I often tell this story. My niece, um, she at one time just, she actually thought I eat, drink, and sleep church. Uh, 20, 24 hours a day. So um, she said to me one day, she was cursing, and she said to me, oh, I'm sorry, Auntie, I forgot you were you're Jehovah Witness. So I say that because those people that, you know, we cannot connect to, we just have to just give them to God and let him handle them. We, we've done our job. For two-minute preaching, it that we preach to, a lot of the people that we are preaching to, it is a lifeline for them. This is their way out. It's their way out of whatever they're going through, whatever they are experiencing is their their way out. But too often they reject what it is that we are trying to say. But God, he and his desire for all of us, God desire for every one of us, not some of us, but all of us, that we should come to him. His will for us is that none should perish, 
Romans chapter 10, verse 14, it asks the question, how can they hear without a preacher? So Paul is showing us, he's showing us just how necessary his work and our works as preachers, as teachers, as prophets, he's showing us evangelists, he's showing us how important it is for us to preach and teach about Jesus. It's not, this is not to be taken for, it's not to be taken lightly by enemies. I mean, it's really, this is a very, very serious assignment of being able to preach and to teach. Oftentimes, the so-called preachers, there's people, anybody, anywhere can say, I'm a preacher. Um, back in the old days, preachers were called. They did not step in the pulpit unless they was called. But now, people are saying, I'm a preacher. I'm an apostle. I'm a pastor. I'm a minister. But we know that everybody that's out there that's complain, com, uh, proclaiming to be a preacher, a teacher, a pastor, whatever, we know that that's not, that's not right. We know that a lot of these people that are proclaiming to be pastors and preachers, uh, they preach the words of themselves, words that are not given by God. So the Bible has already warned us. It's already given us instructions. It's given us instructions to be careful. We must be careful of false prophets because they will pull up on you. They'll pull up on you like a drive-by in sheep clothing. Yes, they will dress as sheep. And we know sheep, they're soft, cuddly, uh, the stuffed animals. They, they, you know, make them as sheep. Um, and we know that the sheep appear to be gentle and innocent. And this is what the, the, uh, these, these so-called preachers, this is what they do. They look nice on the outside. They have their collars on. They carry the Bible with them. They have the Bible that says, praise the Lord. But in what they are nothing but wolves coming to get you. So be careful of those false prophets and false preachers and false teachers. You come over to Word of Life, you're going to get the, the real deal. You're going to get a true, true, true pastors that are after God's own heart. So I say to you tonight, church, that we can never judge a book by its, its cover just because the pastor's wearing a collar around the neck. Uh, and and the ones that don't have the collar on, or we don't we don't like the way that they're looking. They look. We should not judge the book by its cover, because the inside of the preachers and the teachers is what really matters. Stop worrying about who is going to be preaching on Wednesday night. Some people don't even come to church when they know that the pastor is going to be away because they don't want to hear the elders. They don't want to hear the ministers. They want to hear the pastors. They, and, and, and as leaders of the church, we are here to, to proclaim the, the, the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
We are here if if you need us when our pastors are not there because they too, they have to take a break. So when this happens, we have to step in. And when we step up to the pulpit or whether we're on this line like we are tonight, we don't want to be judged by people. We don't want people saying, oh, she don't know what she's saying. She, she's, not, she's not talking right. She's not looking right. We don't want that. All we want you to do is just sit back and relax and hear the word and see what God is saying. And if the word convicts you, then just say ouch. This is a time to expand. And when we are preaching, it's a time to expand the knowledge, to expand your knowledge. It's a time to get wisdom and to get understanding. We are all ministers of God. It doesn't matter what we look like, how we pronounce our words, how we talk. If we have a, a, it doesn't matter if we have a master degree or if you have a GED. None of that matters. What matters is at the end of your life, at between that, the, the date that you were born and that dash in the middle and the end of your life, that's what's going to matter. What have you done? Have you done what God told you to do? And it's not just the good works that's, you know, going to save us, but it will help. It's going to help us to get into the kingdom. It's going to help us to go to a place where we don't have to be worrying anymore. So for all of our ancestors, our mothers, our fathers, our sisters and brothers, all of them are gone. I know we miss them, but they are in a better place than we are right now. It is only with God and the Holy Spirit that I stand before you on tonight. It's only because of God that I'm able to do this on Wednesday nights. It's only because of God that I can... I can uh, uh, stay with my assignments every month. It's God. He said that if he, uh, he takes us to that place, that he will equip us to get the job done. So whatever it is, when God speaks to you, listen to God. Listen. Whatever he tells you to do and you feel like, oh, I can't do it, I can't do it, if God calls you there, I promise you, you'll be able to do it. Amen? You will be able to do what it is that God is telling you to do. God has plans for us. He has plans for me on tonight. My plan was that I was going to bring the message tonight. But God's plan was that you are going to bring the word of God to my people on tonight. Amen. So I confess to all of you, I have been appointed and I'm anointed by God to preach the word. I know it's God because I tried to do it on my own and I couldn't. I was the one that kicked against the brick, as Paul would say. I fought. I fought with it. But I finally surrendered. And even in our life, we have to sometimes just go ahead and surrender to God. Just throw your hands up and say, God, I surrender. I can't do it anymore. I need your help, God. 
I give it to you. Just surrender to God. My God is the one that sends preachers and he sends the teachers for your purpose, for his purpose, for my purpose, and for our season. We are in seasons where God sent us and we are supposed to obey what it is that he tells us to do. We are not sent, once again, to be judged by others. If you are reading your word, then you know it tells us to judge not, lest you be judged. We, at Word of Life, we preach and we teach to try to win souls for the Lord. It's for your saving grace that you won't miss heaven. We don't want you to miss heaven. Preaching teaches us, it teaches us how to be more loving and how to be more compassionate and how to be more obedient to the word of God by letting him lead us and guide us where he wants to take us. One thing about us, each and every one of us, every one of us on this line, we all have faults. None of us are perfect. We came into this world with sin. So now we are in a time, we're in serious times, people, People of God, we are in a serious time, and it's time to stop playing games with God. It's time out, and we need to just sit, take a time out, just like we take the babies and sit them over in a corner and say, time out. Even some of the adults need to be put into time out right now. We all have been given a great commission this commission, it calls all believers to participate in, in, in preaching the word, preaching the gospel. Tonight, I challenge you on tonight as a good Christian to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ with somebody. Tell somebody about Jesus before you go to bed on tonight. You'll find tonight in our key, key scripture, Paul, he charges young Timothy to preach the word. He charges him to convince people, to rebuke, and to exalt with all long suffering. God is calling you to do the same on tonight. Amen? God is calling you. Dr. Jackie, she often says, she said it to me over and over. Because truly in my heart, I did not believe, she said, we all have something to say. We all can share the good news of the gospel. I have something to say to you all on tonight. I have something to say that God has told me to tell you, even though sometimes I know we all have those moments where we want to be quiet, but it is so amazing that people get quiet at the wrong time. When it's concerning God, they get quiet. But if it's concerning other issues of life, they want to talk. They want to tell the world. They want to protest. Let's protest for Jesus. Let's protest. Let's go out and tell the world about Jesus and how good he is and what he's done for us. I'm sure that there are many preachers that feel like they are preaching to the choir. And I'm sure you all have heard that, that I'm preaching to the choir. 
It's so loud, so much noise around us that those that we are preaching to, they don't hear us. They don't want to hear us. But it is a it is our moral obligation. It's an obligation for us to tell somebody about the good news of God. I've been there, I've done that. Preach the word of God. I'm coming down to the end. I'm almost done. Give me five more minutes. But before I go, there are three points that I want to make. And I want to say that God is no respecter of person. He will use any of us. And the reason I know this because I did my research. I want to know what what were the people like that followed Jesus. If you get time, just Google and just read about Jesus' disciples. And some of them were very interesting. I found some interesting facts about some of them. I know for a fact that Jesus had 12 disciples. Not only were they called his disciples, but they were also called his apostles. I learned and I know that they were Jewish. Most of these people that Jesus chose to walk with him, they were very uncommon people, just like we are. They were, a lot of them were uneducated, and some of the best preachers are uneducated. Some of the best preachers have never even been in seminar school. And they, a lot of these men were simple men of faith who gave us everything to be followers of Christ. They were mostly, they were bombers and they were fishermen. And we know about the fishermen because we were, if you remember the count where they were on the boat, Peter and the rest of the disciples were on the boat with Jesus. And they had been out there on the water all night, and they caught nothing. And Jesus, on the boat, told them to, to, let, to, to let out their nets. He didn't say let out a net, but he said your nets. So when Jesus instructed them to, let, to drop the nets in the water, they had so many fish that it almost sank the boat. So we know that God will use any of us. He don't care. He doesn't care if you are a teacher. He doesn't care if you are a realtor, if you if you do hair, if you drive for Uber. Jesus, God will use all of us. He even used um, uh, uh, Jonah. He he sent Jonah. Down, he told him to go one way, to go uh, to go one way. But Jonah decided he wanted to go another way. Jesus was sending Jonah to preach the word to the people about the times that were ahead of him. But Jonah decided that was not what he wanted to do. Like a lot of us, I did not want to do it. Jonah was swallowed up by a big whale until he finally 
decided that he would be obedient to what God wanted him to do. And at that time, he was uh, spit out of the belly of the whale. God also had Andrew, which was one of the disciples. Andrew was one that had a deep love for God. He was a passionate preacher. And he shared the gospel, the word of Jesus Christ. He he shared it boldly. He wasn't afraid to uh, go out and tell people about God. Because even now in some countries, you can't do that. But there are some people that have that radical faith where they would do exactly what they would have been told to do. They would die. In fact, a couple of the disciples, they died for Jesus. They died for God because they were just that obedient. Amen? And we know that Matthew, he was a tax collector, and, and they used him. But anyway, I'm going to get on back to the word. First of all, the Apostle Paul tells us in 2 Timothy, Timothy verse one, chapter, chapter 1, verse 7, that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but he has given us the power. He's given us power. He's given us love and a sound mind. Therefore, having said that, we must have, we, it's not that we must have, we need the favor of God. And we have been given the favor of God. And we have also been given three supernatural weapons or forces that are with us at all times that allow us to preach the word of God. So as I come to end my three points for tonight, we have been given power, we have been given love, and a sound mind. Amen? Amen. And I thank God, I thank God that he has given us a sound mind. Because without that sound mind, the power, and the love, none of that matters. But my first point is that we've been given the power. The gospel of God opens blind eyes. It rescues us. It, it, it rescues us out of all of our uh, bondage, out of our, the, the mess. It rescues us. It captures and revives the dead. We share our faith by declaring that Christ died on the cross for our sins, that he was buried and he rose again. And this is so appropriate, knowing that we're coming up to Easter Sunday in a few few weeks. And we are to bring non-believers to consider Jesus to choose him. When we bring those uh, uh, unbelievers to Christ, we are hoping that they will say, I choose you. I choose you through our faith. If he is rejected, if, G, if God is rejected, then we've done our job. We've done what God asks us to do. But I, I, I give you just a, a, a little warning. Before we try to bring people to Christ, uh, uh, our preachers, I'm speaking to the preachers, the teachers, let's not try to do this on our own before we do anything. Make sure that we can pray 
that we can share our faith and, and, and go into praying to the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the one that we must rely on, the power to be able to guide and direct these people to Christ. Amen? My second born is love. The most important and the greatest force on earth is love. I don't know about you all, but I love, 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 loving on people. I love loving on people. And I love receiving that love back. So God has told us whatever seeds that we sow, we will receive them back. We will reap what we sow. So if we are sowing seeds of love, we're going to get it back. Whatever we sow in the natural, in the spirit, that's what we're going to get back. By this, all will know that you are that we are God's disciples, if you have love for one another. This is what Scripture says. And we can show our love in so many ways. We know that action, you know, you can talk all day long, talk, talk, talk. But we know that action speaks louder than words. We people know when you truly love them. They know when you are genuinely. They also know, just like with a little baby, a baby can feel when someone really loved them or when they don't love them. So people will know. It's not even the words. You can talk all day long. But if your actions are not lining up with what you're saying, it doesn't even matter. We can take all day to talk. But one thing, the ways there are ways, so many ways we can show love to people to show that we care, to show that we are compassionate. First of all, by sharing the word of God with them, that's the most important thing. Then we can even uh, take somebody, invite somebody, take them to lunch. We can still share the word of, of God. We can volunteer to help somebody that may need an elderly person. Like just now, the older people having problems getting the COVID vaccines. We can pick up the telephone and call somebody and see if it's something that we can do to help them get an appointment to, to be able to get vaccinated. That may be a single mom that just is so tired of caring for her children that she never gets a break that the kids are just wearing her out, especially right now the school is, is virtual. We should be able to pick up the telephone or a couple that maybe need to get out and just go somewhere for a little while to just to, to be able to live life because the kids are just wearing them out right now. There are so many ways that we can show love. Showing love is service, and this is why God put us on this earth. We are a servant of God. So show some love to somebody today. There are a million and one ways you can do that. And last, the number three is a sound mind. And like I say, if you don't have your mind, you don't have anything. We know to have a sound mind, we know is to be able, we can have faith, a faith that is built on facts and not fiction. 
We want to be able to tell the truth to the world. And we don't want to just go around telling people anything. Showing our faith doesn't mean we are unreasonable, unreasonable or we are um that we are let's say just say we are unreasonable uh rather we can show in our faith it shows that we believe the promises of God and that we believe the scripture that has been given to us that it is trustworthy and we have a sound mind because we know and have seen we have a sound mind we know and we have seen what God has did for us over and over and over again, how he has rescued us out of the Mari pit, how he's taken us out of our dirty little filthiness that we were in. We know how good God is because he has done it. For me, he's done it for you. He's done it for my child. He's done it for my pastor. So we know to have a sound mind, we can believe the words and know that God would do exactly what he said he would do. We know that Jesus lived the life, and, and, and we know there's evidence. It's not, a friction. it's not friction. It's not untrue. It's fact that there's evidence that all God has done, how he raised, Jesus died, he raised him from the dead. It's, there's evidence, there's fact of the resurrection. And we also know that it's not just fact, it is proven, it's concrete. And we know the facts are fulfilled in Scripture. There are literally hundreds of Old Testament myth prophecies that were fulfilled and in the New Testament to include all intricate details of Jesus' birth, life, and death. So tonight, as I leave, there is one scripture that I want to read to you all, and then I will be out of here. Amen? And I pray that someone heard something tonight that will help them get through the rest of this week. And my scripture is coming out of Luke chapter 4, verse 18. And it reads, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted to preach deliverance to the captive. And those are the ones that are in bondage. If it is something that you are wrestling with, you are the captive. And recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Jesus lives. I have something to say. You have something to say. Amen. And thank you all. 
We really hope that you enjoyed today's message and that it was truly a blessing to your soul. We would like to thank you again for tuning in to our podcast. God bless you and have a wonderful day. Thank you.